This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This is the Besotted Pride of West London podcast. We've had a bit of a break. We weren't up for the cup, so the bees had a bit of a weekend off last weekend while everyone else was running around trying to get themselves into the fifth round of the FA Cup. But we knew, we knew. tell you what, let's focus on the league. And that's what we did. And we all had a nice chilled out weekend last weekend. And now we're back looking forward to the Brentford's next game, which is going to be against Southampton, the Saints. I'm making their way down to New Griffin Park. I'm Billy Grant, and I'm sitting here in the virtual joint with a couple of buddies of mine. I've got Laney in the house. How are you, Laney? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm quite happy that I didn't have to do a Monday night in Derby. Let's, let's, be, let's, be, quite, let's be quite honest with you. Mm. And um, yeah, and the Saints are going to come marching into West London on Saturday. And hopefully they'll be as average as they've been in the semi-finals of the, uh, the Caribou Cup because they, they don't look brilliant. They still look okay-ish in, in moments but you know we play anywhere near our our peak and we're we're gonna uh we're gonna be bouncing around at five o'clock i think Ooh, oh a bit of prediction there for later i mean i'm just, just coming back to that fa cup because i i have to admit uh i i fa cup fourth round listen the, the buzz has probably just maybe it's for this year the second year just gone for me and i was just like i was actually quite happy to have had a weekend off um and that's before i knew that the draw was derby uh away as well um because i just i don't know that's my focus from the league and that the cups sort of didn't have a buzz even though some people said you know we need a bit of a cup run um but then all of a sudden the game was actually put onto a monday night on television which means that we would if we got to the game would have had to travel up to derby on a monday night did you actually watch the game itself lady no yeah i think that probably sums up the kind of situation we we're at as well it's so weird as well because we're two seasons or two seasons two um two two uh two leagues apart from uh from derby county whereas i remember the first season that we got into the championship and we actually played Derby. It was almost like the final game before, you know, the end of the season where we all went up to Derby and we wanted to win and they beat us in the end and we were a bit gutted because we thought we we're going to actually miss being in the playoffs. And we thought, oh my God, we're going up to Derby. It's such a, a massive side. You know, they've got such history. This is amazing, us being in here. And oh, we lost and we're so disappointed. And now literally we are streets 
ahead of them, like, you know, two seasons or two seasons. I keep saying two seasons, two uh, two two leagues apart. But anyway, um, I'm, I'm going to move on. I'm, they they, they, they used to be a big club. They used to be a big club as well. Um, I think, you know, it's interesting. We were watching the Nottingham Forest versus Manchester United game as well, talking about big clubs. But anyway, we should move on. We've got Ali Malali in the house. Ali, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm very well. Had a good week. How are you? I'm all right. I'm not too bad. Not too bad. How did you spend your chill out weekend last weekend? Uh, I didn't really chill out on my chill out weekend because I spent all of Sunday racing from one child's football to the other. I think I spent most of Sunday standing in the freezing cold at Grassfish Football. Mm. Um, so I, it wasn't particularly chilled, I have to say, sadly. No, no, so I would have liked it to have been chilled. Did you um, behave yourself? I always behave myself, Lane. You should know that. All right. I just wondered. I know it's, I know it's, it's quite testing watching your children play football. I just this, it's just it's difficult sometimes. I know. Well, yes. the youngest one is the youngest one is now injured. He's got a done his knee, hurt his knee. So. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's no, not so good. No, no. That. Well, yeah. Actually, I have to admit, like last weekend, yeah. Same. Same as well. You could relax a little bit more because I find myself sort of rushing between two grassroots football matches and then getting myself down to Griffin Park on a Saturday morning, and it was quite nice to be more relaxed on Saturday. And the last few weeks, because the weather's been so bad, I've been the mad one who've actually tried to find alternative locations for my girls to play. Mm. And what a fluff that has been. Basically, I found all these dodgy pitches that have sort of accepted our game for the last sort of four weeks. And we won one of them. So we actually actually came back home on Saturday. We came back home, played two matches. We won both of them. And we're actually in the next round of the Cup. So we're playing AFC Wimbledon in the quarter of the Cup. Nice. Yeah, I know, which is, a, which is a biggie towards the end of the month. So actually looking forward to that, the Panthers gearing themselves up for that and uh, talking of um grassroots football um see qpr lost again at the weekend <laughs> That's right. added, didn't they? i'm quite yeah. surprised that you actually put your neck down that low laney to actually kind of see you know see did you get the binoculars I've, I've, out and look down I've, I've got a bad back at the moment i have to admit so i'm kind of <laughs> i'm stooped so yeah. I, I can kind of i can see where they are but it's quite quite when, when you, when somehow there's down. still only somehow there's still only four points or something off the playoffs. I can't quite there's, work out how that's they're, possible. They're, they're two points away from their fifteenth place that they, they're, they're going for. <laughs> did you did, when, when when you were looking down? Did you sort of see their next crane looking up at you, Laney, by any chance? Yeah, snarling. They were snarling. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Now listen, we mustn't listen. This we can all be back in the same boat, you know, very very soon. So we yes. mustn't get to. Yes, but we're not. We're not. We yeah, but we're not at the moment. <laughs> yes so anyway listen we, we we were sitting down there we did the pre-production meeting it was a very very short pre-production meeting Ooh. before actually we haven't really got that much to talk about and uh, the last game was seems like an age ago and uh like i said to you we we're going to play southampton and we'll talk about that in a little bit but what we're going to talk about obviously the the, the, the transfer window actually shut closed slammed shut slammed shut, shut. absolutely yeah, get, get, get the terminology right, right it's slammed shut and Brentford just did not very much um they did what they had to do um we looked at other teams like Chelsea and uh, and Nottingham Forest and we just thought tell you something whatever they're doing we're not going to do that at all so uh we didn't have to get sort of you know an extra stand built just for the players that we've signed like you know and a, and a, and a wide-angled lens an extra wide like a fish-eyed lens to take a photograph of all the signings like uh you know like Chelsea would have to we uh we, we didn't do very much business at all in the window but were you happy with the window Ali? uh yeah I mean we got Sharder in I think we all forget that because it was right at the beginning of the window so I think he's looking like he's going to be a really good signing for us. Um, we've given 
Matty Jensen a new long-term contract, which was I think was really important. So, um, and yeah, we've hung, nobody's really come in for any of our players. We've not really had to get rid of any players that we would want to, well, not get rid of, but having to let go any players we'd want to keep. And it's just, yeah, I think I'm, I'm quite happy. We've got some, yeah, we've, we've got, I think we've had a good window actually. Yeah. I mean, Laney, do you think that maybe we should have did a little bit more this window? Are you happy with what, what went down? I think I'm pretty happy to be honest with you. I mean, you know, it's just not been, it's not been hugely exciting in terms of, you know, looking at, uh, you know, the sky rolling transfer feed and seeing our name constantly linked with with huge players. You know, I, I think there's been real discipline applied to the window. We've we've got in what we needed. We've seemed to have covered, um, you know, the possibility of losing Ivan Tony by bringing Sharda in. Um, he can play up top, I'm sure, or he can play on the left, or he can play on the right. Um, as Ali said, you know, we've 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 locked um, Matthias. It's all his fault. Jensen down for a, a couple more years. Thomas Frank signed a contract extension. A kind of <clears throat> the the one that we hoped, David Raya signing a new contract. That didn't happen. So that would have that would have made the window a bit more complete. I think if Raya had, had signed, even if he goes in the summer still, just just gives us you know a little bit more time to get the money we need for him. Um, I still think there's probably a left back kind of cover for Rico that's probably left us not light because we've got Hickey coming back. We've got players that can play there. It's it's, it's been you know it's 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 not been uh, it's not been Chelsea esque as you as you rightly kind of you know the analogy is that you know we're not buying up the world and we, we didn't expect that. So yeah, I, I think I think. You know, we've got more than enough to see us through to the season with players coming back from injury. So, um, yeah, I'm 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 really confident. Uh, talking, I mean, I, do, I know I keep on mixing again, especially when you've got a a very light uh, uh, week ahead of you as well. I keep talking, we're bringing in the the Panthers, Barnet Panthers playing AFC Wimbledon. So, but talking about AFC Wimbledon, the link there, they're, they're not very happy with us, are they, Ali? Oh no. Um... I've completely forgotten who it was. We've taken a player. NYC. Away. No. Yeah, that's right. Nathan could take it. Was it NYC? Was it? Was it? Was it NYC? Or is? Oh, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. No, it was no, somebody, no. I don't think it was NYC. It was somebody, anyway, no, 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 some, no, no. It wasn't that. Somebody who no. was injured. Harris um, Magoma. Yes, Harris, Harris Magoma. <laughs> yes, it, it, it's not gone down particularly well at all. But the, the there is a bit of a reasoning for it, though, isn't it? You know. Um, as, as he said, it's uh, because th- well, there's actually two players that we know because we, we said Macoma there as well, didn't we? Yeah, it's it Macoma. There was uh, Paris Macoma that was the one that kind of caused a bit of the beef there because they they, they there was there was a, an insinuation that we'd done it out of spite, you know, or or, or, or so, you know, it, it was clear that he was he was doing a good job at AFC, and so we we you know we, we thought he should be upper league and. Let's, let's not forget that these these loans of our player our players are there to to, to they're, they're obviously there's a there's a benefit to the club that takes them on loan and we you know we hope they nurture them look after them and they give them an opportunity to thrive um you know we we've done that so so many times in our in our history where we, we rely on you know teams up up the food chain 
um, to, to lend us players that they can't fit in their team, but they can do a job for us. So, you know, but ultimately the parent club is the one that should benefit the most and so and, and the player. Um, and, and if if we think, you know, I'll give you an example, like Paul Merson. We had Paul Merson back in the day um, and, he, and he was with us because, you know, he needed he needed man's game time. So he, he came to Brentford and he, and he shone, he went back to Arsenal and he played a brilliant role in, you know, them winning the title twice, you know, they're almost invincible. Um, they only lost one game in the season in 1991, um, and he, he became a household name with Arsenal fans. We played a part in that, but you know, when he be- when it was obvious he was too good for the level he was in, Arsenal took him back. So you know, Beckham he went out to Preston, didn't he? And you yeah. know, there's 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 you know there's there's the examples throughout. Harry Kane went to Orient. Um, you know, there's that's that's part of the the stepping stones to to getting into the into like your first team of your club. If you're not quite good enough, but they know that they, you you are going to be, you, you you get loaned out. So that's that's really where we were at with AFC. They have, they've had Marcus Falks off of us. They've had um, Mazbek Sorensen. They've probably had like seven or eight, you know. So for them to knock it back to us as if we're kind of mugging them off for taking our players and giving them to someone else, I just thought it was a little bit ungrateful. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm just coming back to it, and it sounds like you know, obviously, we, we didn't do very well in our, uh, you know, our pre-production meeting there. Actually, coming up the day, but it was actually, like I said, to Paris Magoma as well, and it's uh, NYC Nathan Young Coombs as well. So we had two players down there that they were very happy with. It has to be said, they're very, yeah, very they happy with him, uh, them at all. Now, the fact is, the fact is, Magoma actually got injured. I think um, NYC got injured at one stage as well. He yeah, got injured, but you know, but Pagoba got injured. Okay, so they sent him back to Brentford. He had his re- uh, rehabilitation back at Brentford. He's like I said, he was doing very well. Now the fact is, and this is fact, you know, as we do, like you know, when we put out the information there, we've always done our due diligence as we do. So just to let you know, so um, there was actually interest in Magoma, actually uh, a level above where they were at. So uh, there was League One interest in in Magoma. And uh, um, he, he, let's just say that he was going to go um, elsewhere, okay, to, to a League One side, um, and, uh, and and he didn't 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 quite happen because what happened was um, his brother actually went to uh, franchise FC MK Dons. I think he's a coach there, and as soon as he went there, Magoma went. I want to go, with my brother. That's it. I want to go, with my brother. And, uh, and 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 end of story. He just end of storyed it, um, and he went with his brother. So he went with his brother to franchise FC MK Dons. They saw it as, oh, this is a disrespect. Oh, uh, he's just gone off, and he's just you know gone to our rival team. It's like you know leaving Brentford and going straight to Fulham. But um, that wasn't the situation. Well, it was a situation at all. But also the other thing is, listen, and of course we understand as fans because we understand about that rivalry thing. But, you know, from a business perspective, <laughs> with all due respect, I think the directors of football, even though they all understand it to a certain extent, I suppose when it comes to doing business and if the player says, I want to go to this team as opposed to this other Division One team that you're sending me to are probably in probably a slightly lower position than where I am and I'm going to be happy there and I'm going to be my brother and they've made a deal and an offer and they're going to pay a certain amount of money, you're going to just go with what's going to make the player happy if you think it's the right move. Um, yeah. yeah, so... so, so I can understand it. I can understand all my AFC Wimbledon friends are really unhappy and they're unhappy with us. But, you know, 
I think you've got to kind of look at it from a from a business perspective. From, yeah, of course, from Brentford's from Brentford's perspective. Like, did we hope his brother doesn't go to QPR? Eh? Yeah. <laughs> did, did, did we? Did we? Did I mention Marcus Force? They had Marcus Force over yeah. yeah, as well, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. So they've yeah. done. Well, they've done well out of it. You know. I mean, yeah. and, and this is not. It's not being big time, Charlie. And, I, and again, you know, we we remember when we 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 had to rely on. You know, under Andy Scott, we we had like ten loans coming in a week, didn't we? So, it it it, it was a time where we relied on that kind of conveyor belt to 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 prop us up. Fortunately, you know, uh, recent history is we don't do loans, and yeah. you know we're we're in a fortunate position. We don't we can afford not to rely on loans, but I think it's that's that's the that's that's the you know that's the way forward is like your players are your players and uh you know that's you you're there to cultivate players for for other people yeah and and also the other thing is i think what we realized is because we did have the loans and uh and we, we to a certain extent we relied on it and it and it worked well for us but i think we realized that when it didn't start working for us is when we started to rely on those loan players and then we wanted them to come to us and they didn't come to us and they went elsewhere and you realize that there's a big hole within your you know within your setup within your outfit now um afc wimbledon they obviously need to rely on the loans but the difficulty is that when you have a loan and you have a player that's too good the danger is always going to be the case that that player is going to leave and it's going to leave you with a big hole in your setup and that's the kind of balance up that you've got to have when you do that loan system thing you know um and and, and i think it makes it quite tricky because you know it could it can make you a very good team one season if you've got a really good loan player, then when that loan player leaves, it makes you a not so good team if you can't, you know, replace them either from within or you actually buy a player. So I think, you know, where AFC Wimbledon, if anything, they're probably just a little bit unlucky. You know, they had the injury. He played very well um, because he came back to us. And and, and then, you know, we, we looked to move him on. If he was continued to play with AFC Wimbledon and he didn't get the injury, we actually might have, might have left him there because if he's getting game time every week and he's playing really well, then that's the case. But I think the fact that he came home and then we got offers, you probably think, tell you something, we've got the opportunity to put him can I, elsewhere. Um, can I ask you a question? Yes. I'll ask you both a question. Ali, I'll go Ali first. Oh, don't ask me another question. I can't no, no, remember no, the no, answer no, to, no. for God's sake. No, no, no. It's, it's, not, it's not a quiz question. Um, and, and don't... don't it's a question uh, of the week? N- not necessarily. It's just a question. Um Who's your favourite ever Brentford loan player? Quickly. You know, don't overthink it. Just whoever comes... Richard. Richard. Okay. Bill? Chesney. Okay. You? Graham Ricks. Oh. I, I remember that was just at the time. What a player he was when he came down there. He wasn't, I, won't, was, I, won't, I won't elaborate on it, but he was um he at the time he was a he was a there was that was I think he was under Perriman. I think we had Merson at the time. I remember going away to Bristol City. Um it probably was over Christmas and we we won there. And then Perryman made the team warm down straight away after the after the game. I think we might have won three two, three nil, three one, something like that. Um, and the the Bristol City fans were just in murderous mood, and they they chased us. They chased <laughs> all the way across that park, all the mm. way to where I, it was. It was quite a quite a fruity afternoon. I, yes. I have to admit. So yeah, yeah so there, Graham Ricks was one of my favourite loans. I have to say, it, it wasn't there for a, a, a massively no, long period of not, time. Not was for it? a long time. I think I don't know if we loaned him from Chelsea or or from Arsenal. I think it might have been Arsenal. Uh, I think yeah, it's Arsenal. Yeah, I think. So um, yes, it was. Yeah. 
yeah, I'm I'm sure everyone else listening to this has got their own, and uh, um, maybe we'll do a link and just share share your favourite loan players because yeah, yeah. we've we've had a lot, not yeah. none for a while, but we've had some good ones. Yeah, yeah, and again, don't forget this was totally off the cuff, and you know, all I do is I yeah. suggest is just because I remember how Brentford he was, he was just absolutely, he was red and white stripes, he was. Oh know. mate, he's up there. Yeah, I, I I hadn't thought about him. He's probably he's probably certainly more significant than Rixie, and yeah. um, I think Pritchard, as Ali said, was just game changing. You know, oh. shame shame we couldn't have got him for. We did try, you know, didn't we? We, did we, try. we tried, and you know, he should he should have stayed with the Brentford. He but should. he's but, but he's game changing in the fact that it was because of him not coming to us. We changed our game, and we just said, "Tell you what, yeah. we ain't doing this anymore. Yeah. We're actually going to yeah, grow our own." Yeah, you know? we, got, we got Woodsy in, and Woodsy was a uh, uh, you know, almost. He was up, he was up there with him, wasn't he? Oh, I loved Woodsy. Loved Woodsy. Great player. Great yeah. player for us. Yeah, but the question I'm going to ask you: Woodsy, a great player, was he as good as Sergi Canos? Who there's a discussion as to whether or not Sergi Canos is a legend. And as we know, Sergi Canos, we talked about Sergi a few weeks ago on the podcast. Um, oh, and it, nice link, Phil. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Did you just hear that segue just clashing yeah. in there? Yeah. It wasn't even planned. I tell you something, that was Did proper, proper off. Some symbols. Yeah, that's just slipped right in. Like, yeah. Easy, Tiger. Because <laughs> Woodsy and Canos are exactly the same time. <laughs> yes, imagine um, Sergi with ginger hair <laughs> don't, don't put ideas in his head yeah, that's right but um, just coming back to that like I said to you a few weeks ago we talked about Sergi Canos and it was a bit of a it's a bit of a weird one actually because we were talking about him like he'd left and he hadn't left at all but we knew he was going to leave but we thought tell you something we haven't got anything else to talk about this week so mm. let's just talk about Sergi that we know he's leaving in about three weeks time and kind of not get out of the way in a disrespectful way but it just gave us a, a bit of time to talk about him and reminisce on it and we had quite a few people said that they actually loved the Sergi Canos talk and actually reminiscing on Sergi and now that he is actually gone and he's gone to Olympiacos only on loan as we say uh, he's only on Lord for, for the season. season. <laughs> <laughs> long, long story. That's, yeah, a, yeah. that's an old joke. Long Blackpool joke. Um, but he's only on loan for the season to Olympiacos, who ironically are owned by um, the Nottingham Forest owner. So uh, our in joke was that he's going to end up playing against us for Nottingham Forest at some stage uh, if they, well, if they don't go down, um, obviously. So uh, yeah, so we might see Sergi Canos again, and his contract is up at the end of the season. There is a, there, I think there's an extension clause for a year. So obviously, if he looks like he's going to do okay against Olympiacos, we may extend that contract and then try and extract some money out of them I don't think you know unless he comes up with some messy type action going out there that we're going to see uh, Sergi come back to Brentford and especially as he's uh, it, it was a bit of a sort of farewell it, it was a little bit of a kind of bye-bye sort of kind of tweets that sort of Sergi did you know which didn't really make out that he's going to be coming anywhere near back to New Griffin Park anywhere soon isn't it no. yeah no he needs to he needs to come back and his testimonial against Leeds Will um will, will will be a very popular popular one uh, away. He'll be at, at Ellen Road, yeah. um, where he will headbutt Thomas Frank in the dugout um, <laughs> for not picking him in his natural position. Yeah. Um, no, it, it's it. it, it no, so, let's stop. Let's just listen. Mm. Let's be respectful about her, Sergi. But let's just mm. talk. Let's just quickly just talk about that. You know, because mm. he, you know, Sergi before he was announced that he was going to leave. 
he, he 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 sort of said this tweet, which, which was you could say it's cryptic, but it wasn't really cryptic at all because it was like it was right on the nose, wasn't it? You know, when he just basically said something like, "What out of the thirty-one games I've played, I've only played one in the position that I love." Now, well, I'll say to Young Laney, but I'm going to say, Ali, what did you make of that? Oh, I, I I I get I get his frustration. I understand his frustration absolutely. I think it was misjudged. Um, if nothing, because it, it gave the usual, if nothing, for no other reason, it gave the usual suspects a, a chance to um, start a pile on on social media, which is never pleasant to see. Um, but I, I just think he just needed to keep quiet. There's obviously been some, for, well, for me, or everything points to there's been some sort of falling out between him and Thomas Frank um, that we all never probably know what happened. But there's obviously some sort of falling out that's gone on the last few weeks. Um, which I suspect stems from his frustration at not playing. Um, yeah, I think for me it was ill-advised. I mean, he's entitled to say it. I get, you know, football player is frustrated at not being able to play football. Completely get that. I think it was a little bit ill-advised, misjudged. But, you know, I see where it came from. Mm. Think, yeah, look, I, th- I think... I think- as a, because we're a podcast and because we're unofficial and because you know we are we're a fanzine and we've we've always you know said 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 things as they are which we we try and say things as they are i think i think this stems this isn't about Sergio Canos you know yeah yeah he's been a, a, an incredible servant for the club and he's been part and central to the club's rise and you know you can argue that we wouldn't have got to the premier league um, either as quickly or we wouldn't have got there at all without his input um, or he helped raise the bar or he helped um, push on players around him because of his infectious uh, enthusiasm um, and his and his hairstyles but um, it, it, this isn't this isn't about Sergi Canos and I, and I think Sergi Canos should play wherever he's asked um, and it was always inevitable that his time was going to come. And, you know, 25 is 25, 26, 27. You know, he's still a young man. But, you know, we, 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 we shop in a, in a very, very kind of young age group now where, you know, between 19 and 22. And if you're above that, you're, you're too old for us to sign. We, we can offer you a long-term contract and what have you, you know, being brutal, he's had his day, and uh, and that's not to say get rid, um, and that's not to say he he, he couldn't contribute more. But there was always going to be players that were on the rise that were always going to be picked in front of him. And I, I, to be honest with you, I think the turning point came against Leeds at the end of last season, where he scored a goal, he took his shirt off and got a book in, and then he took the red card seconds after that, and that kind of showed it really was about him. In, in in his eyes and you know that decision that cost us 10 million quid because we didn't we didn't get maximum points out of that game and i and i just think oh, sorry and just to explain it wasn't quite 10 million but it was it was about it was four a lot or six of money million. Yeah. yeah and the reason why is that because we finished i think two or three places lower than we could have done every place that you finish in the premier league you get an extra few million pounds so because we didn't finish 
And basically, we didn't relegate Leeds, which Thomas Frank absolutely, and I can tell you this for absolute fact, he hates Leeds. He really, 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 really wanted to win that game and put them down. He's, he's not alone in that sentiment, to yeah. be fair. No, no, certainly not. You know, certainly so not. I think the disrespect they showed him, he wanted to, to put them down. So that didn't happen. And also, we didn't finish what, three places higher, maybe, which means mm. that we lost out on about six or eight million pounds, which was, uh, you know, which is another player. Really? Yeah. Well, it's him. It, it's, you yeah. know, it's, 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 his, it's, his, it's his worth. And I, I, I thought, you know, I think at that stage, decisions were made. Right. OK. You know, you know, it, it, sometimes there's a there's a there's just a split second where you make a decision or that goes forward. And I, I think that really was was one where, you know, the the, the powers that be kind of go, OK, we need to move on from this from, from him now. And that's that's not to you know that's not to belittle, that's not to undermine, that's not to detract, that's not to dilute anything he's done for for Brentford Football Club. It's an incredible video that's been put up there by Tommy Frank um, about you know it's it's, it's you know it's it's a, a you know a YouTube um, montage of his, his yeah of his yeah it's, I'm sure it's going to be taken down at some stage I'm sure he's, some grass is going to grass him up but um, it's it, it's great and we've retweeted it and well done well done Tommy Franks for doing that and uh, yeah it, it shows you some of the um, incredible things he's done for our club and yeah. it's one of the highlights was you collaring him on the on the train platform at Burton where <laughs> was it poor, just Bill it was everybody <laughs> well, Bill recorded it poor guy yeah, I think, well, that's, you know, but that's moments like that helped him fall in love with the club and that won't change, I'm sure. No, no. So, um, so but just coming back to it and just putting on a positive, Sergi Canos, um, lots of questions going out there as to whether or not he is a club legend. Some yes. people say, oh, yes. oh yeah, he yes. no, he's not a club legend. I, yes, but other is. people say he is. Um, yep. He's been at the club for eight years. He scored that goal at Reading, which people still go on about. I mean, he scored other goals, but I mean, that, that goal was one hell of a goal. Um, he wore his heart to his sleeve. He, you know, he played for, you know, a, a number of different managers. Uh, well, actually not a number. He played for a couple of yeah, different managers. Played, no, he played for three or four. Three, three. Uh, yeah, yeah. He came Dykehausen. Uh, Smith. Smith. Uh, I don't think I don't I don't think he was Dykehausen. Yeah, no, he did. Play, he did. Play, oh, yeah, he did. Dykehausen, Dykehausen, Carsley, Smith, Frank. Thomas. Yeah, four. Yeah, so that's four managers that he's played for, mm. which is a lot, you know. In that time, he's the senior player in the club. You know, he managed to. I mean, I have to say that you know, when, I think when he got injured, that for me was a bit of a turning point because when he got injured for a long time, he came back. Um, again, he wasn't quite the player. And also, I think that also the thing is that when he left to go to Norwich and then he came back, he wasn't quite the same player as he was. So it took him a while to kind of get back to where he was as well before. Because when he left and went to Norwich, we just thought he was an absolute don. And he went there and it's almost like they broke him and he came back. And, we, and it took us a bit of time to fix him again, you know. So, uh, yeah. So, so coming back to that. So you believe, Ali, uh, club legend, yeah? Oh, absolutely, 100%. You know, if only for the reason that he scored our first goal in the Premier League. If you take everything else out, that is enough for me just to have done that because that is just such a, an iconic moment. But, you know, you could just go back through his whole his whole time with us and, you know, there's so so many special moments from the, the goal at Reading, the hat-trick against Cardiff, the first goal in the Premier League, that goal away at Leeds where he just goes to the Leeds fans and, points at the badge and does a whole mouth thing, which is brilliant. Yeah. We all love that. And the fact that he 
he's so engaged with the fans on every level, not just, you know, the match day crowd, but he did fantastic work with the with the sports trust. And many many of the players do fantastic with the sports trust, but you talk to anybody in the trust or anybody who's done any work in the community with them and they say he's the nicest, most helpful guy, you know, out there. You know, he can never mm. do enough. And I think, you know, and he always, always, always gave 100%. Now, you know, maybe we're beyond the level where his 100% and his best isn't quite good enough, but you can never, ever knock a player who gives their best. If their best isn't good enough, so be it. But he's always given his best. I don't think there's ever been an occasion when he's got on that pitch and he hasn't given his absolute best and you know he would have spilt blood on the pitch you know yeah. if he had to I think it's a sh- it's a shame it's not he's not gone out in a blaze of glory um, but you know times change we move on his time had come to move on I think he knew that I think we knew that but absolute legend for me no doubt about it yeah so mm. I'm, listen so I'm going to ask sort of one final Sergi Canos question he's gone to Olympiakos who's owned by Evangelios Marinakis, who is the Nottingham Forest owner. Laney, what is the percentage chance, right, stats-wise, now we're going to talk, of Sergi actually ending up at Nottingham Forest at some stage? 74% is the <laughs> I, 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 To go back to the, the legend, 100% legend, he is in the top 20 players, oh. Brentford players of all time. Oh. Of all Of all time. And I, I will, I have no appetite at all for the people that are slagging him off because, yeah, well said. because well said. It, it is such a low shot. It, I can't think of, I can't think of any other player at the moment in my head at the moment. I can't think of any player that's worn his heart on his sleeve as much as Sergi Canoff in his time at Brentford Football Club. And if that's not good enough, then fuck off. So, yeah. okay, and and straight to the point, Vlaney as well. Uh, Ali, um, the percentage chance of him ending up at Nottingham Forest? I've got a friend who's a Forest fan, and we were talking about this actually the other day. Um, I, I would say ninety percent. I fully expect to see him play for Forest, at, 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 you know, next season. Fully yeah. expect it to happen. Right. Sadly. Yeah. And 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 for me, I'd say ninety-eight point four percent chance he's gonna end up. Hedging your bets, Bill, hedging your bets. That's right, that's right. And interesting, I was talking to my forest chum, because you know I've got lots of forest chums, and I was chumming it right up with them the other day, and I was talking about Sergio. I said, I oh, so I see you've you bought one of our players. He's gonna be turning up for you. And they were like going, Oh, and they looked at it, he goes, Oh no, we only we only send Olympiakos our rejects. Well, we we might bring him on if we if we get relegated to the championship. And I just thought, oh god, don't 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 even go there, Forest fans. Please don't even start going that one. Like you know, so uh, I don't think Forest are going to get relegated. By the way, I don't. I actually, I mean, I've said that. I just don't think they're going to be relegated. You didn't yeah, say even, that. You know, you've not you've not always said that. They're not yeah. going to win the Caribbean Cup, though. <laughs> no, 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 no. I've said, I've said it's all before. <laughs> but I think, I think I said it more of hope because I want to go back there next season more than anything else. But they're, uh, they're not going to win the Caribbean Cup because they're actually losing one 0 with Martial just scoring now as well. But anyway, um... it's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com.
capture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Bring it up on a high. We've got JB. And JB has always got some facts and some funk about everything. And he's given some really wonderful Sergi Canos facts and funk. Funk okay. Are you ready for this? I told you it was coming. Who? JB. And he's ready to stock it to you one time. Uh, get it. Hello, Jonathan Birch, you're back again. We've all seen many players come and go at Brentford, but some leave more of a statistical mark than others. Over the last eight years, Sergi Canos has become one of those. His first game on loan was under Marinus Dijkhausen at Leeds in September 2015. He was a sub for a sub, as he replaced Philip Hoffman, who had already replaced Marco Dergacin. In the very last first team game at Griffin Park against Swansea in the 2020 playoffs, he, along with Joshua Silva, were its final substitutes. He's got a hat-trick away at Cardiff in December 2020, one of only 29 away league hat-tricks we've ever had in our history. He scored the first two goals at the GTEC in the 2-2 pre-season friendly against Oxford and missed its only penalty to date. He scored the first open play goal in front of fans at the GTEC against Blackburn. He was the only player to play a part in all of our league and playoff games in our championship promotion season. And probably most memorably, he scored our first ever Premier League goal. He also scored our final goal of that first season, one of only seven players to score the first and last goal of the season. It transpires that, that will be his final goal for us, where he can claim the dubious record of being our first player to come off the bench, score, and then be sent off. His Arsenal goal was the second time he'd won goal of the season, following up on his effort at Reading in 2015-16. He made just over three quarters of his starting appearances as a winger, with 23% as a wing-back. 90 of his 249 appearances were as a substitute, but to good effect, as 8 of his 36 goals were as a sub, making him jointly our most prolific super sub. Those 249 appearances also rank him at number 32 of the over 1,000 players who've ever played in the league for us. Exactly 6 years since we signed him permanently, then as our record transfer fee pay, he's off to a new challenge. But maybe he'll be back again one day. Possibly in the Hall of Fame, or maybe just to tell us how he scored that goal. So there you go, JB with his Sergi Canos facts and funk. That was good. That was really interesting. There's all sorts of facts in there. You just sit down there and you can get your spoon out. You can lap that right up. But anyway, listen, we're going to have to go and. Uh, we're going to cast our minds back to, well, it's a couple of weeks ago now, because uh, <laughs> I said something, we're going to have to properly cast our minds back to this mm. game that was on television, which was uh, not the best game in the world, it has to be said. But what we could say is job done. Uh, Brentford did what they had to do. Uh, they went to Leeds United and we didn't lose. We did not lose. We did not what let was, any what goal. Was the, um, what was the aggregate score, Bill, over the... The, the aggregate legs. score? Well, I think you could take the being, aggregate being, score. Being, being European champions, like they do aggregates, don't they? <laughs> they do. They do do yeah. aggregate scores indeed. And it was 5-2 to oh. the Mighty Mighty. Mighty Bees over the two games, which okay, is... Okay, so a, we win the European Cup? We yes. do. 
Yeah, we're the champions of Europe. That's right. So, uh, so yeah, so we 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 beat Leeds over the two games, and over this game, we just did what we needed to do to ensure that we didn't lose. Um, It was it it was to be honest, you know, Leeds on a Sunday is a bit of a funny one. You know, it's it's quite a long way, and you know, it's 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 not necessarily the most welcoming of places. It's all right, you know, they're not you know negative, but it's just not kind of like a warm place that you go to. It's not like Newcastle or Forest or all these other places, which are great. It's kind of just like one of those places where you go, you you have a little drink, you meet your mates, and then you go to the game, and then you go home. Um, But it actually wasn't that bad. Actually, had quite a good day. Actually, I think probably started off because we um. We uh we actually found a pub that opened a bit earlier, so we actually got in the pub at eleven instead of twelve as well. Um, met a few 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 American few American bees who uh who have hooked up through the old besotted social besotted.com forward slash um global as well. So a few of the the the, 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 the our American bees actually came out and, and hooked up with us in Leeds as well, which is nice for a few little drinks. Um and uh yeah, so that was uh, that was quite quite interesting. And like I said, we had a good little pre-match, um, and then the game. The atmosphere was actually all right in the stadium to start off with. Then it got a little bit worse. Uh, Leeds obviously started singing Champions of Europe. We are the champions, champions of Europe because they are the champions of Europe. Awesome. And then, um, and then no one scored any goals. And then we, we went home. And I got the train and went to the Jazz Cafe and watched Aswad, which makes it, which made it a full-on day for me actually. But um, you watching that game yourself, Laney? Did did you think actually we just did a job what we needed to do, or did you think ah oh, this is a little bit? under par i didn't i didn't think it was as bad as some people said i'm I'm not i'm not you know i'm not taking a big swipe at the you know the whole the whole sort of like the big out there um i i i was i was quite happy with the point to be honest with you i i I went into the game and not not fearful but you know i'm i'm just well aware of what leads can do i mean they they don't seem to do it every week or they don't seem to do it any week but i know that they're a, a, you know fundamentally a, a decent team that just for whatever reason can't can't fire on any cylinders some weeks um i know like we we pick some of their players i'm sure you know there's 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 some great great potency there and i and i thought um I, I, I thought that we we could have been really under the cosh, but at no stage really did I think that the game was going to slip away from us. And we, you know, we 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 took we had a, we had a shot. We wasn't on target, but you know, we 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 went for it. For, we went for the jugular from the off, and we, we had a shot after five seconds. Um, and you know, although Ivan Tony did, wasn't at his at his pomp. Um, he was he was always causing problems. It wasn't it wasn't a great game, but I it, it certainly wasn't an awful one. And I, I I you know I predicted a point. I said two two. You know it was a draw, um, and I I, I I would have taken a point before the game, and I and I and I was happy with one afterwards. So yeah, I I, I wasn't I, I wasn't crying. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I'm just and I'm going to come to you, Ali, in a minute. But I'm just, just, just going to pick up Elaine's point about you know about the shot. We had a shot very early on, but the fact is that we were we were never going to win that game. The reality is, though, lady, we were never going to win that game because to to win the game, you at least have to have an attempt on target. We had zero attempts on target. I mean, Leeds had five attempts on target. We had zero. They had one well, off target. It depends. I mean, you know, Jensen had that shot that looked like it was on target. I, you know, I. 
I, I just depends depends where you get your numbers from. But it it looked like he was it looked like the shot was on target and it hit defender's head. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it it wasn't it wasn't great. You know, it wasn't Brentford weren't at their best, but it wasn't a million miles away from the West Ham away performance. To, to be honest with you, you know, but we 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 got their lucky break at West Ham, and it didn't happen at Ellen Road. Uh, mm. it, it wasn't there wasn't a lot in it. But, but again, when we do the stats XG wise, I mean the game. If you look at it from that perspective, was a, a bit of a stinker. Leeds XG 0.4, Brentford XG 0.25. Uh, lots of little tiny little dots sort of in the area, which obviously kind of didn't go anywhere near the goal. So uh, it's you know, it, tell you what, Bill, it's got yeah. nil nil written all over it. It's got nil all nil all written <laughs> all over it. I'd say, but also what I'd say is that it's one of those games where. Um, just maybe sometimes just things don't go right for you in a position up front. And, you know, listen, defensively, we were, I think we were cracking, but, you know, but um, just up front, it just wasn't really happening. Ellie, I mean, your thoughts, your day out. Uh, my day out was actually in Great Yarmouth <laughs> in, in an OB truck, watching it on a laptop. <laughs> um, but uh, it's, it's just, I, I have to disagree with Lady a bit because I think, it's a long time since we've created so little, isn't it? I mean, I thought I can't think of anything much that we really created in that game. Um, I thought defensively we were pretty solid. Um, I likewise, I would have taken a point before the game, I would certainly have taken the point after the game. Um, but yeah, I think if you were in neutral, it was probably a horrible game to watch. Yeah. Um, and you probably would have got to the end, to be honest, because yeah. you know, there was just very little creativity, and a lot of that was. Due to Leeds trying to play the whole game at 5,000 miles an hour. And um, if they haven't got a better plan than that, then I think they're going to struggle to stay up, if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a, it was, it wasn't our best performance. But you know, if you, if you know, that's what they, you know, the old adage about good teams, if you, if you know, you get points when you're not playing well. So I don't yeah. think we played particularly well, but we got oh, a we point and I'm happy with that. Yeah, we're, we're, we're eighth, eighth stroke for ninth exactly. in the exactly. Premier League and we haven't lost for four months and, and you, you know, can't, you're, you're can't, not going to win, you're not going to win every week. You're not going to win every game, you're not going to play at your best every game and, mm. you know, it's just how it is over the course of the season, isn't it? Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and, you, and you have to imagine as well, you know, top performers to score to who scored? David Rayo, he pulled off, you know, a couple of really good saves, actually. Uh, he, got, he got eight. And then Koch and Ailing. <laughs> I can't remember. I think my daughter said to me, I can't believe Ailing's still playing. But I'm like, yeah, he's still there. So, you know, they got the top players for Leeds. Then we got Mads Roslev and Christian Norgard, who just came behind them on the top performers chart as well. Just quickly going through the summary. OK, because we're going to move on for this match, because like I said, not a lot didn't happen. Was uh, Leeds are effective at creating goal-scoring opportunities from long-shot situations and also from the flanks Brentford actually had no significant strengths at all um these were poor at finishing we were also poor at finishing aggressive we lost possession often and we gave a lot of free kicks away uh, around the box which is what we do seem to do quite a lot we don't want to do that this weekend no 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 exactly no we don't want to do that at all so I think that's Leeds probably in a little bit of a nutshell um do we want to talk about Leeds anymore no we don't really want to talk about Leeds anymore because it is you know, no. job was no. done. 
Do you want to talk about them ever again? Um, <laughs> and I think if we if we, if we want to talk about... We have to talk about them ever again. It'll be too soon. Yeah, a positive about Leeds is uh, it actually has added to our unbeaten run. We're unbeaten since October, which is quite a long time. So uh, thank you very much for that, Leeds United. Uh, to add to our unbeaten run tally from October to February is a tremendous run in itself. So, uh, JB... He's got some facts and funk that he came up with after that Leeds game. Let's have a little listen to what JB had to say about his Leeds United or his general Brentford facts and funk. round of the FA Cup took place, we had a blank weekend. Now generally it is a bit easier to reach that stage when you start in round 3, but when starting in round 1 as a tier 3 or 4 side, it was something of a rarity for us, and something we only achieved once a decade, in the 60s, the 70s, the 80s and the 90s. Back to last weekend and it was our 21st visit to Leeds for a league game, and we recorded our second 0-0 draw there. The other was 75 years ago. We've now had eight draws with just three wins on our visits. For David Rare, it's his 49th clean sheet in 143 games for us. That takes him just one behind William Young, our custodian 100 years ago when we joined the Football League. The only other keepers with more are Joe Crozier, Chick Brodie, Gordon Phillips, Kevin Dearden, and the record holder, Jerry Capebread, with his 99 clean sheets. Our bench against lead included Lewis Potter, Damsgaard, Hickey, Wisser, and Sharda. With the rumoured upcoming fee for Sharda, that's a bench nearing a value of £70 million. Yet Thomas Frank only used two of them, Whistler and Janelt. The fewest number of soaps he's used in the game all season. There you go, JB. Two JBs in uh, in one show. It's actually good to get JBs. Like it's just like he's with us here in the virtual it's joint. But he's, like, he's it's like buses, isn't it? That's right. They just come and they just well, they're there all the time, wait, aren't they? Wait, wait for one and two come along. That's right. So anyway, JB with his facts and his funk, and uh, we've got a funky team coming down on Saturday. We've got Southampton coming down to New Griffin Park for the. I think it's the second time. Actually, the Saints, you know, they came down last season and we dispatched them quite, quite, quite easily, actually, last season. And uh, maybe that was a sign of things to come for Southampton because uh, at the beginning of the season, they gave us a right good whipping and they looked like a decent team. But they kind of petered out towards the back end of the season and they they don't seem to have got much better since. Um, I have to admit, because it's been quite a while since we played by Southampton and also the game that we played against them, it actually all played against them. We were meant to play against them. And then it got called off pretty much at the last minute. Uh, I believe it's because it was the Queen's, um, because the Queen's death, wasn't it? So yeah. that game got called off and we, I've still got the ticket actually upstairs, all the tickets for that. And it's really funny because you've got the ticket, the physical ticket there for that game. Um, but we've got no idea when that game's going to be played pretty much like that. And, uh, you know, talk about this and the Manchester United game as we're sitting there watching Manchester United beating for us 2 0 now. 5-0 in the cup, which means they are definitely going to Wembley, which means that our game is going to be definitely off um, on the 29th. Is it 29th of, uh, or 20? The last weekend in February, our Man United game is off. So we've got another free weekend that weekend. And we have got no idea when that game is going to be played either. But it's going to be a midweek game, which is going to upset a lot of people because they won't be able to get to the match. But anyway, coming back to the Southampton game, like I said to you, we didn't play them at the beginning of the season. So this is the first 
match against Southampton. And we need a little bit of a refresher about Southampton because we've got no idea what's been going on there. Why have they slumped so much? Because they were they were the, they were the textbook side, Southampton, the side that teams, like I said, we want to be like them. Is it just a, a temporary blip? Um, we've got Rasmus Ankerson over there as well, and he's been doing things over at Southampton. Are they very happy with him? We don't know. We're going to go over to Tom at Saints FC podcast. He's going to give us the lowdown on Southampton. Hi there, and it's uh, nice to join you uh, on the Brentford podcast. My name is Tom Parker. I'm part of the Saints FC podcast. And yeah, looking ahead to our game on Saturday uh, against Brentford. Um, it's going to be interesting. I think uh, the season, if I was to give you a very quick summary, not positive, uh, bottom of the league um, and, and really looking poor in defence, looking bad in attack, looking disjointed in midfield, looking like a, a goalkeeper who's, who is very young and may be very talented one day. Uh, but is uh, is not quite probably quite ready for the scale of the task he is, and I think it's just been a you know the season has gone from bad to worse. We we lost our manager Ralph Hassan Hussle. We took the World Cup break to bring in Nathan Jones, and to be honest, he's come in and we look if not worse than before, then certainly not improved. So it's a it's not a positive happy time in in Southampton land at the moment. I think it's safe to say, um, particularly when a lot of other teams are looking strong. But, you know, uh, onwards and upwards, uh, out of the League Cup now, so we can focus on winning the FA Cup and climbing up the league table. Uh, obviously, we've been through that manager change, which I, which I mentioned. Uh, bringing in a, a manager who, uh, unproven is probably one way to put it, uh, out of his depth is what others would say, makes some baffling decisions, that's for sure. Nathan Jones from Luton. Um, Difficult. I don't, I don't think the jury's out. I think a lot of Saints fans were underwhelmed by the appointment, and I think a number of the games we've played so far, despite a good win away at Everton, great win in the League Cup against Man City, um, a lot of a lot of fans are unhappy still with the appointment. He makes some very strange decisions. Um, for example, in our semi-final against Newcastle, he moved. Uh, we had a left back who's played at the weekend, scored twice against Blackpool in the FA Cup. He gets dropped. So Nathan Jones can bring in a right back who he's just bought from Burnley, who's never played in the Premier League before, never played in big games before. Brings him in in the biggest game of the season, puts him at right back, moves our very good right back, Carl Walker-Peters, to left back. Brings in Jan Bednarek, a centre-back, who has played 40 minutes in the last uh, sort of five months or so, uh, most of which on loan at Aston Villa where he couldn't get a sniff. Uh, drops our best centre-back. It's very odd. Nathan Jones land is a very weird parallel footballing universe where all the things you think he would do don't really make sense. So I think fans are unhappy. Um, I don't think fans are particularly confident and, and um, I don't think, you know, apart from the transfer window, which I'll come to shortly, uh, we're not looking too good. Um, so, yeah, so not great. Um, and I think, I think, you know, part of that is because we've kind of lost what we stand for, what we believe in. Um, you know, we've, we've stopped the kind of pipeline of talented young players coming through the team from, from the youth team. If you look at any James Ward Prowse coming there, we've also really stopped that great pipeline of, of very talented, uh, transfers being brought in. You know, we had years of Van Dykes, the Van Yamas, uh, even like your Ricky Lambert. Sadio Mane's, and we just don't seem to to get it right uh, when it comes to bringing players in. And perversely, the more we spend, the more we get it wrong. So, 
we've kind of lost our our identity, and obviously Rasmus Anderson has come in, and, and him and the, the owners of Sport Republic are trying to forge a new identity. Um, but I mean, part of that is 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 transfers, and part of that is you know managing the squad. And we went into the season, and we've only just signed. Um, a couple of players which I'll come to but you know we've we've not had a quality striker we've not had a, a quality Premier League striker for, for our third season now since we lost Danny Ings and ultimately that's Rasmus's job isn't it that's his job that's Sport Republic's job is to give the manager the best possible team that he can and give them the best fighting chance and I think I feel sorry for Ralph Hassan who's our previous owner because he obviously um, you know didn't 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 enjoy that level of support from the from the board um, didn't get the, the players in that he needed. You know, we're leading the line with Shea Adams, who works really hard, scored a great goal against Newcastle, but isn't the deadly striker that you need at this level. So it's a bit of a, a bit of a bad time. Um, and yeah, overall it's not positive. And if you look at like how well we're run compared to how well a club like Brentford is run and how efficient and how unified and how much structure there is, we appear to have lost our way a little bit. But, um, you know, onwards, as we say, um, we've signed uh, very two uh, two uh, very exciting, soon looking good forward players. Um, the top scorer in the in the Belgian league, who now makes us have the tallest outfield, well, the tallest player in the Premier League. I think about six foot seven. And we also signed an exciting winger from Reims. I don't think you'll see either of them play on Saturday. I think it's a little bit too early. But um, I think, you know, in terms of the players that the Bradford fans should be looking out for, I think uh, Shea Adams will keep his place and he's always good to watch. But I think the one, what I would say is, is, is obviously, um, I think Carl Walker-Peters is sadly going to be injured because that's his game. But I think the other player that's really excited for us is Samuel Adozi. Really dynamic, direct winger we bought from Man City. Comes in, attacks the space, attacks players, looks to go past people, looks to create problems that are on the box. He's very exciting. Whenever he's on the pitch, you do feel we've got a chance. And the other one is a new midfielder, uh, Charlie Alcaraz, who's a 20-year-old Argentinian that we bought from racing in Argentina. Seems to be a very tidy, very aggressive, neat player, um, bringing the midfield and the defence together. So, you know, he could be the players we're looking for. Um, and yeah, and I think outside of that, I think it's just a pretty poor place for Southampton at the moment. I think we are very worried as, as a fan base. I think relegation feels like it's going to happen this season we've skirted with it a couple of seasons but it feels like this is the season I think if the new players click and start to deliver goals then you know we've got to be better than three other teams I think we can be better than Everton but can we really be better than than, than three others so that's the worry I think it is a um, I think it, it looks a pretty bleak time for us but we've got a positive run of games coming up you know after Brentford which I don't think Saints fans are going to get anything from but you know we've got Wolves we've got Leicester yeah, we can get points from these games. All of a sudden, things look a bit better. Um, and, and I think, you know, if we look at the games from last season, Saints-Brentford, obviously, we 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 absolutely battered you. It's, it's classic Saints. It absolutely battered you at our place. And then it's like a Jekyll and Hyde. Um, and I think this season, weirdly enough, we've not played you yet. It's so strange. It feels like we're about two-thirds away from the season. It's crazy to not play another team. Um I've got a horrible feeling it'll be like that second game last season when you just got too much class, particularly if Nathan Jones doesn't learn from his mistake. You know, he showed it against Newcastle, played five at the back, it just doesn't work for us. We look so much better with four at the back. Um, but players make individual errors. And my worry is, too much like Brentford, they've got so much quality. 
um, that, that you'll hurt us. So overall, I'm not feeling good. Do you feel the game against Brentford could be a bad one for Saints? I've got a feeling it'll be a 2 0 loss, sadly. Um, but you know, obviously, part of me is always optimistic, forever optimistic that we'll win. And I, you know, two, my heart says, uh, my heart says a, a one 0 Saints win with Shad, and my head says a two 0 Saints loss with Ivan Tony bullying our big centre backs um, off the ball. But um, yeah, but I mean, apart from tomorrow, I'm sorry, apart from Saturday, I think you know we Saints fans would wish Brentford the very best. I think in Brentford we see a club that's really well run, that has the community at its heart, that scouts well, that has real uh, ethos that it sticks to, and I think that's what Saints fans wish their club was a bit more like. So. Wish you bad luck on Saturday. Hope you lose heavily, but good luck for the rest of the season. So there you go, Tom. Parker Saints FC podcast. And obviously a little bit nervous about this situation at the moment. He's told us about the Rasmus as well. Um, I haven't spoken to Rasmus for a while um, since he's got himself all ensconced in, uh, in, uh, in, in the activity over out Southampton. Laney, Southampton, I mean, are they really a bottom team? Yeah, they are. Um, <clears throat> I have to admit, you know, the, since they got rid of Ralph Husson Hutu, um, <laughs> who, I, who I thought was decent, you know, it, it was like, you know, famine or feast with him a little bit. Um, Nathan Jones has come in and he's he's done all right in the cup competitions. He's he done better in the cup competitions. In the league, he's 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 not he's not really here. You know, he seems to have, he seems to be installing some kind of discipline, but there's no there's no kind of form coming from that. There's no kind of like regular. Um, uh, you don't know what don't really know what you're going to get, and this there I think. I think they're a, a relegated team this season. If I'm if I'm honest with you, that's not to say that they they can't p- pose problems for us on on Saturday. But I'll go back to what I said right at the very start of this pod. You know, I, I think that if we're anywhere near the levels that you know we have we've seen recently, even to the levels of Bournemouth, you know, we we weren't great, we weren't brilliant against Bournemouth, we weren't brilliant against Leeds, but we got a result out of it. Um, there's a result out of this one if we play anywhere like that, whether it's a point or three. Um, obviously, we hope it's three. I, I'm just, I'm just aware there's a defeat coming at some stage, you know, because this this run, this run will come to an end, um, and and it's not necessarily anything to do with how we play. Sometimes, you know, it, it think it might mean that just for whatever reason the ball won't go in the back of the net and they take their one chance and you know Southampton go home with three points. I'm not I'm not saying that's gonna happen, but you know, I'm just aware that that's just the way football is sometimes. You know, unbeaten runs come to a come to an end. And sometimes it's good they do because you you can start winning games again. You know, we we've got nothing to worry about this season. We've got nothing to worry about against Southampton necessarily. Just the fact that, you know, we're just intelligent people and we know that they're not mugs. So um I'm I'm expecting us to do okay on Saturday. I, I don't I don't fear anything from that. Uh there, you know, we, we yes, we had our pants pulled down at the, the, the St Mary's when we went down there and we lost four one. Um 
but you know we 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 we, we set the set the record straight back at our place. Uh, I think it's another one of those afternoons where we just literally have to do what we have to do. The the result is probably more important than the performance. Um, the performance against Arsenal for me is is probably more important because that's the game. I think we need to go to the Emirates and actually try and win it this year because um, I think we can. Um, not to say we will. But I just think that, you know, whatever happens on Saturday, I think we've got enough about us to get us over the line. And, you know, I'm, I'm expecting free from desire at five. <laughs> yeah, no, fingers crossed, actually. Uh, how much do they get paid for that? Anyway, let me move on. Um, Paul Onuacho. Okay, so Paul Onuacho, who's just been signed by Southampton. He's actually been signed from Genk. Now, he's a player who's very familiar to us. I actually saw him play, actually, because he used to play for FC Michelin. He played there for quite a while. And I actually saw him play. I'm pretty sure I saw him play against Bromby when Thomas Frank actually managed Bromby about four or five years ago. And Onuacho, like I said to you, he was uh, scored loads of goals for Michelin. And then he got signed uh, by Genk for about five million euros, I think it was. And then I got a little message from uh, Belgian B. Victor, Victor Shea. I think some of the Gunnersby boys out there might actually know him. Victor Shea, who's known from Vrages. And he said, oh, Billy, we've got this player, the Onuachu, and you need to check him out because he's very good. And I'm like, yes, we do know him. He used to play for Michelin and top, obviously Matthew Benham and all the directors of football, they know him very much. So, of course, we did, the, uh, did our little uh, due diligence just to find out whether or not Brentford may or may not be in for him. And it was not a player that we were really looking at, I think, maybe because he was uh, probably a little bit old uh, then we would have, you know, be looking at for a player that they're looking for like what twenty odd million pounds, I think, is what they were looking for. So, uh, but anyway, interestingly, um, Phil Giles's buddy, uh, ex um, DOF, um, Rasmus Ankerson, has now gone and signed him to Southampton. Now it's interesting because Brentford wouldn't sign a player for twenty million who is twenty eight years old, unless maybe he was absolutely fantastic. We really needed him, but um, Southampton. Uh, have decided that they 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 will sign a player who's 28 years old uh, for 20 million because probably in the Premier League that's actually seen as a bit of a a, a bargain if he score goals and gets them out of trouble. Uh, do you think you know this shows a sort of sort of deviation in kind of Southampton's policy, which was always quite similar to well, we were similar to them, you know, in finding new players and getting them through and develop them up, and you know, not kind of sort of kind of signing these older players, and uh, you know, which probably may not have had a resale value down the line, or, or do you think that maybe Rasmus has come in and just said, actually, no, we're not going to do that anymore. We just do whatever. I mean, what do you think, Laney? It's it, 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 there's a little bit of desperation going on there i think they know that they're light in a couple of areas um and they need to they need to kind of back i mean let's be honest like nathan jones has kind of turned the corner a little bit you know they were losing game after game after game after game there's 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 something a little bit more about them It's, it's taken him several weeks now to kind of get them not being so porous but you know they're still bottom of the table minus 18 goals um yeah the 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 three points away from safety which is west ham up in 16th and then leeds above them and leicester above them they're 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 in they're in they're, they're in the proper mire let's let's be honest you know they it's only everton is it everton above them and bournemouth are, you know above them there it's there's a, there's a huge amount of work to be done and I, I just think that it is probably going to be. I think they've 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 got more chance of getting out of it than than Everton for sure. 
Um, so it, 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 it may be a calculated gamble. It seems a lot of money for him, though. 20 million quid is, 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 is a lot of money, even in this market. Yeah, 60 million plus add-ons. Um, Ali, just got to just quickly, because we're going to talk about Southampton uh, briefly, but um, Southampton, uh, their strengths... Shooting from direct free kicks, obviously very strong. So we don't want to be giving away free kicks outside the area there. Uh, creating chances using through balls, strong. Coming back from losing positions, protecting the lead and stealing the ball from the opposition. They're strong, which, you know, makes them look like, actually, that's not too bad. Where weakness is keeping possession of the ball, finishing scoring chances, avoiding individual errors. And they're very weak, defending against attacks down the wings. They take long shots, they have long balls, attempt crosses often, take a lot of shots and they do rotate their first 11. Thoughts on that, Ali, coming into the weekend? I, I worry. I worry from our point of view about James Ward-Prowse uh, because we do tend to give away quite a lot of free ki- have a tendency to give away free kicks on the edge of the box, and I, th- I do think he'll punish us. He, he has well, he has the ability to punish us. It's always a mystery to me that he's been at Southampton for so long. I, I was just having a look through their results actually since Nathan Jones came along, and they've done well in the cups. Obviously, they, they had that that great win against City um, in the Caribou Cup, but. They've not won in the league. They've they've lost to Newcastle. They lost well, you know, losing to Newcastle these days is is no shame in that. They've lost to Villa at home. Uh, they beat Everton away. That's their one win. They've lost to they've lost to Forest. Um, they've lost to Brighton. They've lost to Salah. Lost to, lost to Liverpool, who can't buy a win for love of money at the moment. So, you know, they're on a terrible run, which probably means, like Lady says, probably means they'll beat us. Um, yeah, I think I think they're in a bad way. To be honest, I think I think they, they're gonna, they're going to struggle to turn it round. And I think uh, are there three teams worse than them in the league? I'm afraid there's not for me at the moment. I think it's going to be quite a big turnaround for them to get out of trouble. I have to say, but you know anything can happen in football, and you know who knows what could happen on Saturday. I, I think I think we've got enough to beat. We certainly got enough to beat them. I think we should beat them, but. You always get the odd, odd result that goes against the grain, and this this just might be it. You don't know. Mm, that's right. Okay, so listen. I mean, game on Saturday. We need to get three points just to keep ourselves back on track. Um, because I, I, I love this unbeaten record thing, and I just want to keep this unbeaten record thing and to get a win. Like I said, because we are going to Arsenal the following week, and maybe maybe that might come to an end. Maybe it might not, because Laney thinks that you know maybe you might get something out of Arsenal. But let's at least keep it going until the following week. Give us a score prediction, Laney. Three uh, one Brentford. Nally Malali. I'm just going to say at this point, it would be very very Brentford to lose on Saturday and then go to the Emirates and win. Like we lost to Gillingham and then went to the Etihad one, um, so there is always that that side of it. Oh, I, uh, I can feel I can feel your prediction already, Ellie. I no, no, I, I can't, I can't, I can't go against uh, three one, three one Brentford, three one Brentford, three one, and I'm going to go two nil to the mighty, mighty bees. So anyway, listen, uh, listen, this is a it's been a nice little chit chat after a couple of weeks off. Like I said to you, don't forget uh, this is the besotted pride of west london podcast don't forget to subscribe on all good podcast channels and write us a review don't forget also to buy us a beer besotted.com forward slash beer yeah, Thank Bill, you, you keep everyone. promising we're going to the pub to do a podcast 
the, I heard we, you say it last week. Listen, we are going to go to the pub to do a podcast, but um, we need to uh, find a day, find a little stuff. Don't know Arsenal. I said to you, let's let's, let's go for the Arsenal game. I said let's well, go that's to the next Arsenal week, game. isn't it? Yeah, because that's a that's a bit. It's quite a biggie. Yeah, let's yeah. go to the pub down there. Yeah, let's do the yeah. Arsenal pub. Yeah, okay. Let's just uh, we'll work it out. We'll work it out. Won't happen. Um, <laughs> you never know. You never know. Yeah, my my Wednesdays are a little bit complicated at the moment now. But let me just see if I can work something out. So anyway, we we get down the pub. But if you said buy us a beer, besotted.com forward slash beer. Don't forget besotted global. Besotted.com forward slash global as well. And oh, other than that, Saturday. Oh yes, we've got. The Israeli bee coming over as well. Uh, as you know, I flew out to Qatar via Tel Aviv and I hooked up with you do a, the Israeli bee. And he said, Ah, I'll tell you what, I'm going to come to Griffin Park. So he's going to come on Saturday as well. So it's going to be great. So it's good to see the Israeli bee. He's going to be down at the Globe having a few beers down at the Globe. Hopefully, Paul from the Globe will be out there as well. Have some beers with him and other characters as well will be out there having a laugh. But it's going to be a big night as well. But like I said to you, my name's Billy Grant and I've got the lady in the place. Good evening. And I've got Ali Malali in the house. Au revoir. Au revoir. Ooh. Like I said to you, thank you very much for listening, everybody. As we go. Thanks, oh, my God. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.